This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, our friend Evan Walsh, he returns to the studio with a winter real estate update. He's also got other insights. How about a top 10 list regarding a risque Santa Claus and a new take on the elf on the shelf thing. We got a lot of other stuff too. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Winslow Design, an award-winning firm focused on architectural design for your home or business. And by Larkin's Liquors, featuring a wide assortment of beer, wine, and liquor at affordable prices. Small Town Scuttlebots. Well, I would love to have you guys on individually mm-hmm. together, you know, and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll have a party. It'll be great. Yeah, we, don't be work, we don't work well together outside of the studio. This is acting. <laughs> this is performance When you art. walk through that door. <laughs> yeah. when, you get your, uh, when you get your podcast up and running, you have Liz on one time. Then have me come up after. Because oh, I want to do the mop up. You know, yeah, I yeah. Want, like, <laughs> okay. Let me correct some things Liz wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Goofy bra doesn't know what she's talking <laughs> yeah. about. Just to be clear. Yeah, right. Uh, Well, okay, let's start our podcast. This is Rick Jr. Across the table from me is Liz, Tell It Like It Is Daily. This is Small Town Scuttlebutt. If you're just joining us, we're the podcast that reacts to the overreaction of small town problems. We also go on epic tangents and rants about, you know, the stuff that you as the Generation X homeowning parent thinks about, Mm -hmm. right? So it's relevant. Maybe it's not small town related, but it's small town inhabitant thinking. Take another sip of that coffee. (laughs) (laughs) My vocabulary is elementary. Uh, Evan Walsh is back with us. Remember Evan Walsh from the Evan Walsh team? Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast. Friend yeah. of the podcast. World-class I'm, realtor. Thank yep. you. Wow. He's kind of a big deal. That's why mm-hmm. I'm wearing his hat. Yeah, huge. You gave me this nice trucker, like, mesh hat. It's, it's kick-ass, right? It it's, is. It's a nice quality hat, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, when you put a hat on, and it just, like, it just yep. fits. You're like, oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if it. Well, it matters if it says New York Jets on it, but otherwise, (laughs) it's okay to wear that hat. Like, it's, I'm going to wear this hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of uh, research and development went into uh, finding the perfect hat. And I I think, I mean, look at you. You are a shining example of perfection with that. I'm kind of a big deal. (laughs) I'm a suburban eight and a half. Uh, how are you doing, man? Doing great. Good. Doing great. Awesome to be back on. Um, and, uh, you know, looking, just trying to slay the uh, the real estate. Things are going pretty good. Um, things are still a little funky, you know, with interest rates and all that. But I think we have a lot of a lot of good stuff to look forward to in the upcoming year. And uh, once we get through the holidays, I think it'll start to really ramp up. Interesting. So I feel like uh, with you on the show here, we've been talking. So for the listeners, like... We've been talking back channel about, you know, Evan's going to start his own podcast yep. uh, coming out soon. So we've been 
kind of uh, well, you know what? Being a podcaster, I, don't you feel like you're on an island, Liz? Like, do you know any other podcasters? No, I mean, there's like, I mean, there's like two million of these personally. things, but I don't know these people. But, yeah. there's two million right. people with podcasts, right? Don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. So to know some, it's like, yay! <laughs> right. Yes, let's hang out. Let's geek out about you know soundboards stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Content, content and social media. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing that, and then we just said, hey, why don't you come on? So I thought, you come on the show, talk a little Christmas stuff, just mm-hmm. banter, just have fun, right? And then uh, give us an update on the market in housing. And um, this whole time, Liz and I will be evaluating your performance and, okay. and give you some notes. <laughs> so when you start your own podcast, you don't suck. Because like, be... we're obviously crushing it. Yeah, well, hey, listen, I wanted to learn from the best, which is why I'm here. Yeah. The dynamic duo. That's right. So you're here uh, to be our third mic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Yes. So take it away. What do you got? Well, you, I want to know. Father, I want to yeah. know. <laughs> From Evan, I assume like holiday season, January, February, maybe is it's not a super busy time no. for people putting their houses on the market. So how yeah. do you you use that time to kind of ramp up for the rest of the year? Uh, generally, this time of year, you're, you're really if there is inventory that you have, you're mm-hmm. trying to clear it, you yep. know, so that people can enjoy the holidays yeah. and not have to worry about, you know, getting the house ready when, you know, they're putting up Christmas trees or holiday trees or whatever they're doing, you know. Um, so you try to you try to get that inventory off the shelf if you can. Um, and uh, sometimes that means lowering the price if it hasn't sold and whatnot. But your real focus is get through the holidays and then we can really start focusing on, you know, the spring market, yeah. and different things that you can do to get your house ready. You know, uh, addressing ice dams is something that always tends to come up. And, uh, and it's one of the reasons why people will go on the market later in the spring because oh. they have touch up paint. They may have roof repairs and, you know, that can be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you will always do better putting your house on the market in the spring. You will always make mm-hmm. more money. The most buyers are out at the same time. And it and it's like, you know, as you've seen the last few years, it's been absolute bananas. So right. That's what we try to do is focus on that. I always feel like, uh, do you ever have a, like a 10-year plan or a 15, 20? Like, do you ever project I, where you will be or where you'd like to be? Literally just that? try to survive day to day, Rick, at this point, okay? That's, that's but so thanks. funny. Make me so feel funny. shitty about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun to sort of think about, well, we're, you know, though there will be a time when we sell this house. Yep. You know? Yeah, it and seems so far away, though, like to your not point. For me. <laughs> are you literally putting, are you going to call Evan the day Charlie graduates from high school and be like, get rid of this? Fucking do, I've day already day. marked it down yeah. in my calendar. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be at the door. No, I, I joke. Like, I say to my friends, like, uh, yeah, my house is going on the market. They're like, you're moving. I'm like, yep. Spring of 2032. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> or whatever, so Charlie, yeah. you don't have sort of like a sentimentality around, you know, when my kids come home from college, I want them to come home to oh, the house yeah. they grew up in or when they graduate from college, you know, to be able to move back in until they can get on their feet like that type Game of thing. Game time decision because, uh, you know. These houses are big, and when our yeah. kids move out, what what are we doing? Sixty seven percent of our taxes are paying for the schools that my kids don't go to. I live <laughs> in this house that has extra bedrooms and right. bathrooms that I'm never going to use, mm-hmm. and uh, I got nothing to do here. You like, can make that a game, though. You know, you could like one bathroom one day, another yeah. bathroom another day. You know, <laughs> more cleaning, right. just more cleaning. I like to consolidate my mm-hmm. grime. <laughs> But no, to your, we have very good friends. They only have one child. He's currently a junior. And I think the second, you know, 
they move him into college, they're going to be moving out of their mm-hmm. their house in Medfield because yeah. you know. Yeah, um, you'll have like, to, to slip their name taxes, at the end of I will. The show. I yeah. will. <laughs> well, my point to all of this is when I think about it, I think I will only sell this house in the springtime. Like, oh yeah, I never understand why. Like, I think you guys should take like six months a year off. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I try. Why, why are you guys working from like, you know, I start putting stuff on the market, start talking to people like in February and have everything buttoned up by July. And then, amen. And then, yeah. and, like, cause mm-hmm. like just shut the door. Yeah. You guys should all get together and say, uh, we are not selling houses. We are you, you know, like, like every yeah. realtor ever. Yeah. Like we're just all going to yeah, agree. We're, we're going on vacation. <laughs> like, you're going to get more money in, in, in the spring. Just mm-hmm. come back in the spring. Well, it's it's totally true, though. You know, it's the spring really kind of drives this whole other thing. It's just a, it's an entity unto itself, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, we do probably I would say seventy percent of our business happens in the spring. Yeah. You know, it's so front loaded. Wow. It's crazy. That's wild. So it's like what happens. So basically, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what I was joking about is kind of there's a reality to that. You really are absolutely. You're you're. you're you and I could go golf maybe in in November, right, or October, sure. right? But maybe in in May or June might be a tighter schedule. Uh, yeah, for sure. Right? And it's like you know when springtime comes around, especially living here in New England uh, and the going through the doldrums of winter. If you don't do other outdoor outdoor activities, mm-hmm. there's an enthusiasm that people have, you know. Yep. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, then. Uh, you know, houses, new houses start coming on the market. Some of that stale inventory goes away. So now people are like, they're looking at new stuff and then they know that they're competing with other people. And so these juices just start mm-hmm. to fly and then it just mm-hmm. goes crazy, you know, and then they're offering up their baby for, you know, uh, you know, instead of a deposit. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> so yes. Crazy. Yeah. Now you were telling me as we were coming in this morning that you had a house in Dover go on the market yep. and go under agreement almost right away. What yep. would, like, I mean, this is, we're right before Christmas. Why would someone put their house on the market now? Is it like they had a job transfer? They got an offer they couldn't refuse? Divorce. Divorce. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> that is not the case in this situation. Uh, awesome people. Uh, mm-hmm. They live in Dover. They wanted to stay in Dover. They've been looking for sort of the, the perfect house for a long time. Mm-hmm. And with inventory just being slim, it, it wasn't available. Um, so anyway, they ended up finding another uh, property in Dover. It had been on the market for a little while. They went in with a lower offer and they got it oh okay uh, so then they have now they have to move right yep. so um their accepted offer on this other house is really what's kind of driving got that it. move um and uh and then the people that are coming in uh you know i don't know exactly what their situation mm-hmm. is but um usually it's what drives real estate in the winter is you know death divorce mm-hmm. um and uh, you know, start with a D. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> downsizing. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's yeah. another sure. D. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, sort of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I can't imagine what like going through a move right before Christmas, or like any type of real estate transaction right before Christmas. It's a lot of stress to add mm-hmm. to the plate, you right? Know? Right. Um, and it's you're doing as much as you can to kind of manage your kids and mm-hmm. you know getting things ready and you know maybe you're going to be hosting for the holidays. Right. Like, why would you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know there is a we're, we're dealing with a serious shortage of inventory. Yeah. So you know any house right now is is a good house. Just <laughs> wild with the with the interest rates. Like I, yeah. my, my husband and I were talking about you know if you wanted to get a mortgage now, like your monthly payment would be. Up by a thousand, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars or versus, more. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Which so, 
It's we're just living in this sort of wacky economy. Yep. Still. Yeah. The good news is next year uh, they're talking about dropping rates probably like six times within the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, that's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what that's going to do is it's going to literally drive people that have been waiting to have even more aggressive approaches towards buying property. And mm-hmm. that. so if you're like out there competing as a buyer right now and then they drop interest rates, not only, I mean, affordability increases for you, but right. now you, you also increase the competition yep. mm-hmm. and it's, it, I'm telling you, it's going to be nuts. So mm-hmm. if you are thinking of selling like, you know, and you can do it, I would definitely consider putting it on in the spring. Yeah. My dad's going to be selling his ha- the house. Um, he awesome. lives in now in the spring. So yeah. Wait, give me his to number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he does need some help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this business is it's so uh, dependent on referrals, you know. Right. I mean, we we really rely heavily on referrals and word of mouth and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So when I know anybody that's looking to be a guest on a podcast, mm-hmm. if they're not on my show, they're coming right here. Right. Yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So how much of your business is someone who referred you or either a previous customer or someone who knows a previous customer of yours versus like completely cold saw you on social media or saw your ad somewhere i think probably about i'd say it's about 50 50 okay you know um the longer you're in the business the easier it is to get referral business from Mm -hmm. you know clients and and that kind of thing um also when you're working in in the communities around here like dover medfield um People tend to stay longer because of the schools, you know, so it's like, you know, they're getting in to get their kids in the schools and then they're here until the kids, you know, graduate. Mm -hmm. So that's a, it's like an 18 year window or (laughs) or 12 or whatever. You think that's a long time? Um, well, from, in terms of buying and reselling for me, (laughs) that's a long time. Yeah. Cause I feel like the, the thing about this town. Mm-hmm. You know, these small towns where you move in for the schools and then you move out when you just, you don't get that, like, um, you know, grandma's house kind of thing, right? Because grandma moved out a long time ago. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? There are no grandmas mm-hmm. that live here. I mean, it's yeah. young families. And then you kind of, not shown the door, but there's really nothing else here for you, right? Right. The uh, it's it, it actually has become a bit of a problem, um, especially for elderly folks that live in the areas that just the cost of living yeah. is They're so on a expensive. Fixed income. Yeah, no, and there's mm-hmm. and there's no like real good option for you know senior housing. Right. Um. And so it's like every all the builders are pushing, and I I can't blame them. They're you know building houses for generally families with mm-hmm. kids and yeah. they mm-hmm. want to take advantage of the schools, and that's what demands the highest price. Yeah. But then you have you know you got like poor mrs smith you mm-hmm. know and she's like she's just trying to hold on and um, we keep voting for tax overrides i know for, for yeah. more crayons at yes. school or whatever yeah. i'm like hey how about operate a budget <laughs> yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah 60, work within your means 63 <laughs> percent of my twenty thousand plus Ugh. tax dollars it mm-hmm. wasn't enough like you want <laughs> fucking pto fundraiser <laughs> uh, <laughs> rick loves the schools here no, I, no, they're good schools, but you know like come on Stop fleecing me, man. Uh, the other thing is, why would you want to live here when you got the villages in Florida? Yeah. Right. Well, they're just having tons of sex there, from what I hear. There's a whole documentary about it. Is there a documentary yeah, about I that? I think it's on Netflix. About yeah. all the banging? Yep. The yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were I mean look- what else are you going to do? You Leslie and I were checking work. it out online. We were looking at it online. Oh, my God, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> she actually has been there with her parents oh, to right. go look, yeah. look for a place. And wow. we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it looks awesome. 
I'm going to move there. Ew, Florida? <laughs> well, it's like a little community where you drive around in golf carts. Yes. I mean, I like, like the sound total of that. That's senior but... stuff. Oh, big time. Big I time. can't see that here. Like, who knew? <laughs> who knew that they were so... Uh, and they have like, activities. Like, at 10, at 10 a.m., we're playing, you know, pickleball at 11. <laughs> Shuffleboard. And... Shuffleboard tourney. <laughs> naked, no less. Yeah, right. Yes. Oh, oh, And yeah. there's a gangbang after yeah. lunch. Community <laughs> gang. The one o'clock community gangbang. <laughs> the, the yoga center. <laughs> Clothing optional Cocktail hour, oh, no wow. pun intended. That's so funny. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine just being like a seat? Like, what? what is it about the seniors? Are they widowed or divorced and single, or are they just so bored with each other? I don't know. Okay I mean, with it? you've like been married to the same person for 60 years, and then maybe th that spouse passes on. You're like, all right. I've done grieving. Let's yeah. hit it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. We're going to take the 70-year-old body and spruce it up a little bit. Go to the gym. I'll be looking like I'm 30. Tan, tan the parts. You right. Know? Spray tan this up. Oh, we always devolve into something just totally raunchy. Totally perverted. Yeah. I was noticing that. We were listening, mm -hmm. listening to the podcast. Like, there's the sexual undertones and innuendos are, yep. are pretty prominent on the show. Yeah. And it's happened since you came on. <laughs> well, it'd be weird if it was happening with you and Mike. Yeah, yeah right. Me and Mike. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't work when it's right. two dudes. No. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All, All right. right. Well, uh, Evan. When we were texting, like, hey, come yeah, yeah. on over, we could talk about stuff. Um, you you brought up one topic that I thought was stupid. <laughs> so we're going to get right into so it. We're going to oh, get into it because I want to. That's great. Well, you know what? Sometimes an idea is so bad, it's great. And uh, mm. you want to talk about uh, Elf on a Shelf. Oh, I think this is a great topic. No, it's been beaten to death. We've no. been making fun of this for okay. 15 years, which makes it so bad. That it's actually good. Okay. So All right. Well, just, I mean, let's see if Evan has a new fresh yeah. take on Elf What's on the Shelf. What's your hot take on Elf on the Shelf? Maybe he, okay. maybe he fucking about, loves it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have we not heard about Elf on the Shelf yet? <laughs> Listen, much like in my real estate world, mm -hmm. I am here to offer solutions. Oh, okay. All right. I am here to offer solutions. Okay. And I know yeah. that there are people out there that are dealing with this freaking Elf on a Shelf. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, eh, every day I got to move it. And like, you know, mm -hmm. oh, for any kids that are listening, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you got to move the elf and all that. Yeah. So we figured, uh, you know what? <clears throat> we want to teach our daughter Bridget to be inclusive and respectful mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. So apparently, I didn't realize, but they now make costumes for the elves. And oh, of course they do, because that's a money-making exactly. venture, right? You well, can now accessorize your elf. You can. Okay. And we decided to accessorize ours with a cast in crutches. Oh. Because our elf had a very tragic sleigh accident oh no and he can't move he can't move oh that's good. such a shame so, so wait that's, that's awesome i that's thought it was clever. the magic that made him move Evan. well it is but again <laughs> trying to teach bridget to be inclusive right. we're having her help the little elf move uh, around wait you let her touch the elf yeah. And it didn't lose its magic? It, no. Because, well, well, is the that magic. a thing? Yes. Are you breaking all the rules here? Yes. <laughs> I hope she doesn't tell you when at school that she's allowed to touch the elf. Oh, no. She tells all the kids. <laughs> but, but it's only because we have Cripple Elf, you know? Aww. And so we just, we want to try to help Cripple Elf. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that you call Snowflake. it Cripple Elf. Snowflake. <laughs> Uh, Snowflake the Cripple Elf. <laughs> Coming up next on NBC after the, oh after, the, after the game. 
<laughs> well, going back just a, a couple minutes, you're talking about uh, Snoop Dogg uh, in, yeah. the, in the earlier set. Yeah. They now have uh, Snoop on a stoop. Have you oh, seen this? Yes, we talked about that last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah Snoop, Snoop on a stoop. Snoop on a stoop. Yeah. Just roasting a mm-hmm. big, fat blunt. Yeah, yes. It's great. Mm-hmm. So when Rick told me we would be touching on the elf on a shelf, tr- mm-hmm. quote unquote, tradition, I Googled, I want to just kind of Google like um, a child psychologist's take yeah. on the elf on a shelf. So wait, I need to put my glasses on. So okay. excuse me. Um, so there's tons of articles out there arguing against families doing the elf on a shelf thing um, because it's a lie threatens the trustworthiness of parents and encourages gullibility in children rather than critical thinking. Some say that it inadvertently teaches children that their behavior should be governed by potential rewards. So, yeah, so you're basically saying you're, this creepy little little doll is watching you your every move. <sighs> if you mess up, you might not get any presents. Oof. And you're telling them that, see, we had an elf yeah. for years yeah. named Scribbles. <laughs> and Scribbles... He had to move every night, and every night after the kids went to bed, I was trying to figure out a new place to put scribbles, and there were several nights where mom forgot to move Uh, scribbles. uh, And I would jump out of bed at like five in the morning, be like, oh my God, I'm with a fucking elf. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I I just didn't, and scribbles didn't move. And they, I mean, the kids were like fucking devastated about it. And, you know, and so I would explain, well, you know, Maybe he just wanted to stick around a little long. Maybe he really liked that spot, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm literally looking at them and perpetuating this absurd lie. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, they sell this stuff at CVS, like, mm-hmm. but you still think it's magic? I mean, look at it. It's a doll. I don't get it. <laughs> it <came laughs> in a box. Right? <laughs> and so eventually, Will stopped believing. He's my oldest. He's four years older than my twins. Yeah. Then Avery stopped believing. And then we, I think we had to tell Brady because he was going to find out from like someone on the bus or whatever. Um, But so last year was the first year. None of my kids believed in, in Santa. And I was like, sweet. Like this is, you know, we've, and it's a little sad somewhat, but it's a little, it gives you a little bit of a freedom, freedom as Mm -hmm. as a parent. And you don't have to make Christmas quite as magical because for many years, mommy was the musician and I'm fucking tired. (laughs) But they still wanted me to move the goddamn elf. They're like, it's so funny when we get up in the morning and he's somewhere different. I'm like, is it funny? Because I don't think it's funny. Well, (laughs) if you're just on the surf, okay, so all the psychological stuff that you read from the article. Mm -hmm. First of all, that whole first half of the things that make it not good. Mm -hmm. It's not real. It's a lie. It teaches kids this and that. Okay. Uh, enter Santa Claus. Right. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, and then secondly, all the psychological stuff uh, teaches kids, you know, this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Do kids really take all that stuff in or are they just so like, I want my, you know, my, my sugary cereal and my show and yeah. I want to go find that thing. It's a scavenger yeah. hunt. It's like a, right? Isn't it like a, a, yeah. a one yeah. minute activity every yes. morning and then it's They get done. excited it's about just, it. Yeah. It's just a, it's a. It's I a, think Afterthought after that, right? If they just if they know they're going to get presents regardless, I don't think they care about anything. Yeah, 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 I'm not sure there's any major life lessons to be learned, but (laughs) but the whole surveillance idea isn't something you want kids to be comfortable with or understand. Yes, I mean he knows when. I mean Santa, he knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. You know. I mean, there's laws against that Santa. It's called stalking. Yeah, Yeah, right. I don't like it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, just a a little story about Santa. I I put a ring doorbell in my in my daughter's room when she was like three, 
and uh, and she was talking and like kind of you know whenever she would misbehave, I I have a a little Santa app on our phone where it's like I'll call Santa, you know, <laughs> don't you dare, I'm gonna call Santa, and uh, every time she's like, no, don't call Santa, yeah. so I had the ring doorbell and I uh, I would play the app through the thing and it's like, oh, oh my god, stop it, I see you, and she's like. <laughs> You can see her at night, like, freaking out, wondering, like, oh, my God. And she literally, I think that caused some emotional trauma right. that, like, no kid should have to right. live through. So we, we did remove the camera. <laughs> it was it was fun while it lasted, but, uh, yeah. You can, sleep that, you can slip that thing everywhere, like, just hide it under the table. Finish oh my God. your piece. <laughs> I mean, that is, you're going to create, In the like, bathroom. She's in the shower. <sighs> Don't forget to wash your hair. Okay. <laughs> That's really crossing a line. Is it getting creepy? <laughs> Keeps her on her toes, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> He's everywhere. Oh, God. Uh, so this is a, t a little bit of a tangent, but sort of related. The tooth fairy. So I read an article the other day. There's controversy around what people do with their kids' baby teeth once they've extracted them from uh, under the pillow. What do you guys do with your you, kids' teeth? You put them in the uh, you put them in a in a pouch in in the baby book, and then you store it away in a. All of them, every single one. Oh, all, all, all forty-three. Oh, no. Then you make your your baby teeth necklace, right? Okay. Here, here's mine. <laughs> no. Okay, no, Evan? no, no, no. I think you throw them away. Okay, Evan. You know, I I honestly don't know what happens to the teeth after. No, I'll, after let, we I'll pull call them. your wife and find out. Yeah, I know. We, like, there's a little, there's a little, you know, shiny tooth box that yes. we have that she puts under the pillow. Uh, I'm gonna assume that they get thrown away. Yeah. So I. I would flush my kids' teeth down the toilet once I extract them, just to make sure, like yeah. they wouldn't find them in the trash or just oh, I want them okay. gone. Right? That was funny. Um, <laughs> however, in this article, there was like this con like people are like, no, we save them, we put we put them in a pouch. We one woman made a necklace with oh. like her two of her kids' first two baby teeth that she lost. I'm like. That's like a serial killer level behavior, yeah. and that's your trophy. Oh, I mean, yeah, weird, right? right? Yeah. And then I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I so unsentimental that I'm just casually tossing my kids' teeth down the toilet? <laughs> it's part, like, yeah, it's like it's part of their body. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, this is one of those things where um, I don't know where what happens to the trash after you know mm -hmm. it leaves that. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I just out of sight. Like, my this is for this is my wife's department. I can't throw away kids' schoolwork. I can't throw away artwork. I can't. I can't do it. I have to look away. My wife is the one that does it, so she yeah. probably just handled this. Yeah. But my first idea of like, oh, you know, maybe put them in a pouch. Okay, cool. Fast forward, right? You're downsizing, for example. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. Evan, we gotta we gotta clean up this house. You know, people are gonna be coming through. Oh, what's this? Oh, a bag of human teeth. <laughs> right. Totally normal. Like, like, why do you need that? Yes. Why do you need the bag of human teeth? Right. It's, it's, it's Jeffrey's teeth, all of them, oh. even his wisdom teeth, even oh. even the impacted one that we had have like crushed and taken so out with forceps. It's in wow. five pieces here. <laughs> yeah, it's really great in powder form. Yeah, yeah. yeah in powder form. It's kind of dusty at the bottom. Oh my god. You just don't need that no so i guess he's throw him away that's what i i personally feel yeah, that way throw, throw or flush i'm, yes. I'm with you yes <laughs> that's crazy you want to hear something funny though so my this is unrelated related my mother-in-law's father was a dentist way way back in the day when mm -hmm. fillings used to be gold yeah. So when he died, she like inherited a bunch of gold fillings oh. <laughs> that she kept in a bag. And then like several years ago, one of her friends was having one of those 
cash for gold parties. No. So she brought the fillings with her. With the teeth? Like No, just teeth? the fillings. Oh, okay, just okay, the fillings. Okay. She got two grand yeah. for them. And she bought a big screen TV. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? That is yeah. nuts. Well, yeah. Grandpa liked sugar, I right? guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, all right. So we've gone from real estate. I was just going to say, this is where we just started. Oh, I love it. All like, over. I know. But, you know. Having an agenda, that's that's for like other podcasts, Evan. That's one thing we want you to remember. By the way, you're doing a good job. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, try not to have an agenda. We find that works very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Off the cuff, love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Winslow Design is an award-winning firm focused on residential architectural design located in the Metro West area outside of Boston. Their services include additions, renovations, and new construction. They love making special spaces that truly reflect the people they work with and the places where they live. Winslow Design's philosophy fosters successful design through collaboration, thoughtful conversations, and active listening. To see what I'm talking about, you can visit their amazing portfolio at winslowdesign.net. At Larkin's Wine and Spirits, you'll find an excellent selection of top quality wines, beers, and spirits, as well as an extensive collection of higher quality items, such as single barrel bourbons and single malt scotches. Larkin's is committed to personal service. Let their friendly and well-informed staff help. They are experts in craft brews and worldwide wines. Larkin's Wine and Spirits is a third-generation family business owned by the Larkin's family since 1935. Visit them online at LarkinsLiquors.com. Wait, there was something else in Evan's text about risque Santa clauses. Oh, <laughs> not good for selling houses. Uh, well, was that it? it's... Uh, hold on, let me... Uh, There's let no me such just... thing as a risque Santa clause. Oh, look, clause, Evan has show prep. Evan has on. show prep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, have, I, I, to, I know you told me not to prep, but <laughs> yep. this required a little prep. But we appreciate it because we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> look at it, I am an overachiever. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Uh, the top 10 reasons why risque Santa would not make a good realtor. Okay. Um, and that's sort of the, the mm-hmm. premise of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the concept that I came up with was this was going to be sort of a David Letterman kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know if you want to hum like, uh, you know, Christmas music in the background, like, you know, or if we had like a little to. jingle, uh, <laughs> do we have a jingle? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, you do you have what? like sleigh bells? Do yeah. Any sleigh bells? Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me cue it up. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> All right. Risque Santa. Number 10. When Risque Santa mention- mentions great frontage, you'll always find his eyes wandering. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. As realtors, we always say good fences make great neighbors. Well, Risque Santa's idea of erecting fences has a whole different meaning. <laughs> Number eight. When Risque Santa mentions hardwood flooring, he winks and says, let me tell you about this white oak. <laughs> When Risque Santa's looking for your escrow deposit, he gets a little too excited about holding on to your assets. (laughs) Number six, Risque Santa keeps suggesting backdoor offers. In some states, that's illegal. (laughs) Number five, he always tries to sell you a little bit more than just the house. You've heard about going the extra mile? Risque Santa measures his success by the inch. (laughs) (laughs) When working with buyers, Risque Santa refers to all listings as smash or pass. 
the same way he rates elves on Tinder. Oh. <laughs> I hope these aren't fake laughs. <laughs> when Risque Santa asks if there are any disclosures, he really wants to know, is there a safety word? <laughs> when Risque Santa holds an open house, this is number two, by the way. <laughs> when Risque Santa holds an open house, off-street parking means you park in the rear. Oh. <laughs> and um, the number one reason why Risque Santa would not make a good realtor, when Risque Santa talks about closing costs, he really means what it's going to cost you to close. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Thank well you. done. Nice, yes. nice job. Somebody wrote something for the show. Right. We we wrote stuff last <laughs> we, week. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, listen, happy to help. Yeah, and cool. thank you guys for helping me. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think you what do you think? You think he's okay? You think he's going to make it in the I think so. You think he's got what it takes? <laughs> well, I like that the natural, enthusiastic personality combined with your ability to actually write content oh, is you. very important. So, <laughs> how do you yes. have time for all this stuff? You, you're you're pretty involved on Instagram. What is it, Evan Walsh? Yeah, at Evan underscore Walsh. Okay, so you got a lot of a lot of content online. You're selling houses. You yep. run a business. Yeah. That's you the have thing. a family. Let's start, with, let's start with that. Sure. Family man. Yep. Hundred percent. Business owner. Yep. Between those two things, anything else. It's got to be, like, really, really worth your time. And you seem to make it happen. Like, like, are you one of these guys that don't sleep? Or, uh, like, how do you manage your day? Because I, yeah. I have time management problems. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know how you, you do it. You know? Well, uh, so, I mean, I my wife wakes up early in the morning. She's up at, What's like, early? 4.45. That's oh, early. Yeah. That's oh, early. Wait, she's a, yeah. is she a teacher? She is a teacher, okay. but she's an overachiever, uh, you know? Um, and so she gets up early in the morning. She does her workout, mm -hmm. and um, oh, you know, one of those people, the, uh, the before work workout. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I have her trained very well. And I'm like, <laughs> you get down there, you keep your ass in right? shape, and then you bring me coffee in bed, and then I'm ready to start my day. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would say, <laughs> if you had that same luxury, you'd be killing it. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. uh, not that you're not killing it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yes. Anyway, uh, so I usually start my day about six a.m. Uh, Basic, get breakfast ready. I actually make my wife's lunch, put it in her bag, Aww. start her car, and then she's off and running. You start her car. I do. Yeah, nobody okay, wants then to get she into better a cold get you that car. coffee. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, it's a give and take. Equal. It's a give and take. Because we just said, oh, and then I wait for my coffee, but I'm like, oh, oh, oh Jesus, buddy. Come on. Yeah. You know, get off your ass. But I'm like, if you're starting your car, I think that's yeah, and making quid pro quo. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I, I, I go the, take care of your I woman. go the extra mm -hmm. inch, too. Just like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, and then I get my daughter ready for the bus. And once she gets on the bus, then it's just, it's, I go to work, you know. And so it's eight o'clock in the morning now. 8, 8.30, okay. typically about 8.30. Okay. And, it's go uh, time for Evan. It's go time for Evan. If I, if I have pending real estate things happening, you know, home inspections, showings, uh, whatever the case may be, yep. then obviously that takes priority. And then it's the downtime that's when I try to create the content. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I have, you know, I have a lot of crazy, creative, fun, funny ideas in my head that I just try to throw out there, you know? I think the, the biggest mistake that most people make is they, they just, they have all these ideas or maybe, you know, they, they just, they're afraid to try it. And you yeah. gotta, you gotta try it, you mm -hmm. know? It's like you guys taking up this podcast. There's two million people out there, but there's no one doing it here, right? right. And you guys are crushing it, you know? So, um, my thing is just, if you have an idea, try it, see what happens, see what the mm -hmm. feedback is. I promise you that if you do it, 
people are going to respond in a positive way. And even if they don't respond in a positive way, that's still a comment that's going to boost the algorithm. You know, it gives you an, a reason to kind of respond to them in a, in a crass manner, right. you know, <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, so it's just, it's a matter of, of trying it. So, um, I am committed to creating content, um, Vi- you know, video content, mm-hmm. and that's also promotion for me. Yeah, right. You know, so, um, and, and similar to the podcast, I, I try to do everything through a real estate lens, but without just being like, I'm not trying to sell, sell yeah. me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, subtly, I guess I am, but. So has anyone ever commented negatively on your social media oh yeah posts? but really yeah but i'm, I'm an assassin oh. Oh, you <laughs> no, yeah. i'm glad you're not afraid because as a business person you got to protect your brand right stay professional but then <laughs> once in a while the guy's like you know what it's my business yep. i am the man i don't answer to the man but no one can cancel yeah. me. i'm the walsh mm-hmm. in walsh team that's it yeah so i get i get to do what i want and if i want to go after you i guess i can and, and you, some you people, have, that's a risk you mm-hmm. have to defend yourself, you know, yeah. but it, you, it's, it's easy for people to spot the trolls, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it, it's just like, where do these people even come from? You know, they have like one follower, no profile picture right, and right. it's like, what the hell? Um, and I will say that, you know, sort of the way that you conduct yourself and handle yourself on the different platforms is, is completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Facebook is, is very, uh, well, all right. So you have LinkedIn, very professional, professional right? Yeah. Very clean. Got to keep all that shit clean. Then you got Facebook. It's a little bit more, uh, open, but it's like family friendly yeah. content, you know, then you get to Instagram. You can be a little bit more risque, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's and then you get to TikTok and it's fucking no holds barred. <laughs> just like here you go. It's just a free for all. Yeah. Just total. But <laughs> I fast forward to OnlyFans. Yeah. What do we do there? <laughs> That'll be uh, next month. Yeah. You know, nine ninety nine. Evan yeah. Walsh on OnlyFans. The secret. <laughs> the secret is below the table. You know? <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just uh, you know it's it's a ton of fun um, and you know being able to kind of create various content for mm-hmm. the various platforms is is it's uh, great that you enjoy it because it's work i mean that's a lot of work it is i again i try to simplify things mm-hmm. just so that i can work in somewhat of a repeatable manner without like having to do you know too much um and uh you know it's 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 just it, when you're having fun doing it too it it's not work right you know? right and uh there's a lot of stuff in real estate that sucks and um i bet there's you get bogged down in paperwork no, it, paper forms and things. paper forms. That's all document. I mean, closing, now, you know? it's just lawyers passing you papers, yeah. signing stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what the stuff yeah. is, but yeah. I'm paying you to look out for my best interests. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying you to read this for me and just tell me it's right. Like exactly, but you know, as a as, as a realtor, I don't. Yeah. We have some paperwork. You know, mm-hmm. there's listing contracts, there's buyer contracts, and then there's you know disclosures and that kind of thing. Um, and that's all pretty straightforward. So it's like you do it once and then you're done for the whole transaction. Um, it's more that, you know, there, the ups and downs, the swings in real estate is crazy. I call yeah. it a bipolar business because it's just totally out of control. Yeah. Um, so managing that is is really difficult. And so you need to have some kind of an outlet where you can just kind of like, you know, let loose a little bit. Yep. Have some fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. So what do you do for for fun outside of something that's work related. Uh, <laughs> if you have time. Well, I mean, obviously, like I do the drone thing too mm-hmm. for, for both work and pleasure, right? So, I mean, that I have a, a lot of fun doing that. But uh, when the summertime comes, we have a house up on Lake Winnipesaukee. Oh, nice. Um, so my, my time 
is basically if the more I can be in a boat, the better, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my daughter and I take my daughter fishing. I'm, I've been a bass fisherman basically my entire life. Um, and I find a ton of fun with that. Um, and my wife and I, we love to eat out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so like we're outside We're you know, we'll go to, um, we'll go to all these different restaurants and check them out. We rarely eat at home. So oh, wow, really? <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah. She I'm doesn't kidding. have time to cook. I suck. So, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. We, we, we go out a lot. Hmm. All right. So can we go back? To, I, two questions I have on real estate that I want to maybe close with. Sure. Cause they're kind of kicker questions right. and they're kind of fun and they're not, you know, bring it heavy hitting. How do you handle the situation where someone calls you and says, hey, we'd like to sell our home. We give you the address. You look them up and it's a dilapidated piece of shit. <laughs> right. Do you have any motive? Do you ever reject like ah, not worth our time? Or do you say, yeah, sure. And then just h- how do you handle that? Because you're not going to get a great commission. It doesn't seem you're going to have to put the same amount of work, maybe even more, to sell that garbage, right? So, is that, is, that a, is that a bad thing to say about someone's home? I, I just want to you don't have respect for well, right? well, well, you know, if it's a dilapidated piece of shit because of neglect, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. you know, take care of your stuff. Like, yep. you know, deferred up, clean, maintenance. Clean, so that's up, what we call it. Yeah. Clean up your side <laughs> of the street, right? So that kind of person, you know, the kind of person, the hoarder, you know, you go, oh, that kind of house. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, uh, do you take it do you, or do you reject it? So it, it really depends on, on the situation. When I see a dilapidated house, I'm always thinking about opportunity. Mm-hmm. How can I make something more than what it is? Right. And whether it's for the seller or if I can turn one opportunity into something that is going to pay off dividends down the road. Mm-hmm. If I see a dilapidated house, my first thought is, can it be torn down? Yeah. Can a new house go there? Can I introduce it to a builder, builder. Mm-hmm. and then, you know, have a, a beautiful brand new house there? Um, the other thing that you have to do, and you, you, this is the part you really have to be careful, mm-hmm. is who are you working with? You know, the people that, that you're working with, like, I've definitely walked away from people that have just been, you know, they're not pleasures to deal with mm-hmm. at all. Make your life more difficult than it needs to be. They don't trust the expert. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I could do a whole series on this. I mean, it's just, it's they know insane. know it all probably. Yeah. Oh, sufferable. You know, I was a finance major. I'm like, right. hey, okay, good for you. Have you ever sold a freaking house? Right. Yeah. No. So. You know, I watched House Hunters once. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Million dollar listing, you know, all these things. Please, you are not an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's been a huge debate recently, too, is that people are, you know, they think they can do it on their own and it's easy, but I'll t- it, it is not easy. Mm-hmm. Even though houses sell like in a day, all the prep work that leads up to it, all the stuff you have to do to bring it to the closing table, all the hiccups that happen along the way. Like, I have not had an easy deal in probably like five years. Wow. You know, everything is a freaking nightmare. But you have to know how to handle those situations and you've got to do it with, you know, uh, professionalism and, you know, you got to keep the deal alive. So mm-hmm. our deal, we closed so quick and easy. The, it was it ended in hugs. And uh, the woman that, you know, that uh, we bought it from, uh, she was in tears, you know, happy oh, tears. That's yeah, Take yeah. care of it. I raised mm-hmm. my babies here. Yep. Yeah, you that's know? great. And, and that's the sweet. husband, the guy, he was like, yeah, the water shut off. He's like, give me a little couple tips mm-hmm. and stuff. And That's great. That's it, what it, it should awesome. be. Yes. Yeah, the lawyers were like, I've never been at a closing like this. That's, wow. Yeah. yeah, they saw us as the, the couple. Leslie was pregnant, you know, Aww. we're excited to get started. And they're... You know, and that's what we want to do, too. Yeah. But, um, Sentimental right. moment. I mean, yeah. they're training, they're, they're, they're essentially 
handing their sanctuary off to yes. somebody else and they want it to be their sanctuary too. Right. You know? yeah. And that's the best part about the, the real estate mm-hmm. um, is when that stuff happens. You know, mm-hmm. that's great. My last question here is uh, from a marketing standpoint, because you're really good at marketing mm-hmm. and social media and all that. And Liz, you're in marketing, so you can weigh in from, you know, a outsider mm-hmm. looking in, you know, on the expert, because it's a more of a marketing question. But in your industry, uh, why is it so imperative that a real estate agent uh, in all of their marketing materials includes a headshot because some of them are really ugly. And I don't think that ugly faces are what you want to put in front. Like, I am only going to hire a good looking. Yeah. You have to be an eight, nine, or a 10 yeah. to get my business. Sure. Okay? Yeah. You. You have roots, lady. Okay, you need to take care of those. <laughs> yeah. All right, sir. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You got too many nose hairs. We're not like this. What a tie is from 1988. Yeah. Right. Sometimes the pictures you. are too. Right. You know? Oh yes. Right. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh no. You do not look like the person in this picture. You know. Yeah. It's not a Tinder date, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, exactly. And actually, you know what? That kind of makes my point, Liz. Like, why do you have to show? Your face, like uh, it doesn't happen in any other industry. Yeah, so it's unique. That's that's one thing. It's a unique thing. Maybe um, uh, uh, insurance salesmen do it too, but for the most part, people don't show their face with like what they do. Yeah, I have a perspective, but I want to hear Evan's answer. Yeah, sure. So it's all about personal brand, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you hear the name Evan Walsh, like Mm -hmm. what comes to mind? Uh, If you don't know me and you haven't seen my face, whether it's on social media or anything, it's Evan Walsh. You would come up with these associations as to what Evan Walsh looks like, Mm -hmm. uh, what type of person is Evan Walsh, like, you know, but unless you know me, you don't know who Evan Walsh really is. Mm Mm-hmm. So by putting out, you know, a fake picture where I'm standing up in like a nice suit and I got the headshot and all that, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to portray this image of, you know, professionalism, which obviously I am. Um, But uh, it's it's to kind of create sort of a feeling or an emotion for the people that are looking at it that they can now place a name with the face. Right. And then if we have an experience, then it it all kind of ties everything in together. So Mm -hmm. that's really what it is. Just personal, personal brand, you know? Okay. And I think it's the first step into like building trust too. When I think about it from, from my perspective. So we market our wealth management products and services to certain individuals. A lot of times we'll include headshots of our advisors in personalized communications because we want people to know there are people here that want to take care of your money. Like we're not just a robo advisor, like that kind of thing. It's just, and it's easier, it's easier to break up with a company than it is to break up with a person. So you're establishing that trust, that accountability, that respect kind of upfront. So, um, but you're like way too vapid and (laughs) you guys guys are way too academic and professional in your response. I was just talking about ugly people with nose hair. I'm like, Clean it up a little bit, get, you know, spruce up. And, and you're not very authentic with that 20-year-old picture. Yeah, no, that's right? true. Like when I meet you, you're, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're 90. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, but the, it is tough. Like when you go out to get headshots, you know, we try to get new headshots every every couple of years. Yeah. And it's like, it's tough. Like finding a, a good picture for your headshot is like, it's tough, you know. So truth be told. Uh, I am still using a headshot from like six years ago. I think that's okay. I think that's okay, yeah. You probably have not 
radically changed in not six that years. much maybe yeah. maybe grayed a little bit yeah a little more years. on the beard you know a right. little more on the beard but uh i still i'm goddamn handsome you, know? you are you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you're the kind of guy that should just you know put the headshot yeah front and it. center front yes. and center yeah. yeah some people you know maybe instead yeah. of the sign it'd little. just be my face yeah. you know <laughs> some people should just use a qr code yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I just always look at a shopping cart. Sure. I'm like, why are you looking at me? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. everywhere I go, there's always, a, there's always like a person trying to sell a house looking at me. Like, ah, I just moved in. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to go? You want to get out of here? Hey, sure. Why don't we close? let Evan promote Evan, why his yeah. socials and stuff? Yeah. And then uh, do you want to let Evan try to close the show? <gasps> oh, Excellent idea. I mean, All right. Bring us home. Uh, what, how would you, like, what are you going to do? This is... Uh, I mean, this is our show, but you're going to close. You're the closer. We're calling in. We're going to the bullpen. We're pulling yep. in Evan Walsh, who's yep. going to start his own podcast. Name yet to be determined. Uh, Launch date yet to be determined. I'm leaning towards O Evan, the O Evan podcast. Oh, because Evan. It, it could be O Evan. <laughs> you know, like I said that shit again. And then it's going to be like, O Evan, you know? <laughs> Because, like, the ladies are going to be hot for this. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, it's uh, all in the voice. You even got me kind of... It, it's just know, like you get close to that mic, you know? And, yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've been hearing a lot of these ads on, on Sports Radio. You listen to Sports Radio? Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, God, it's Christmas. So a lot of oh, hey, guys ads yep. for uh, lingerie mm-hmm. and um, pajamas and... Uh, other chocolate-covered strawberries? Did yeah, you get that things one? that she's going to love and want to bang you over. Like, right? I mean, that's yeah. the way they make it I'm sound. I'm just picturing totally. Leslie like, worst. on Christmas morning. You guys are sitting around the tree. The kids are opening their presents. Leslie opens up like this little tiny nighty. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. throws it in your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Marshall's panties. Great. Perfect for per- Christmas. Perfect for the mom on the go. <laughs> yeah. Nothing says even happy birthday, bells. Jesus. Like, <laughs> like nipple tassels. <laughs> <laughs> there we go again. You All did right. that, Liz. That I was did. your fault. Every like, time. It is. Every, Every time. time. Liz is the antagonizer. Yep. Instigator. It's good, though. You know? No. Kind of opens the door. Yeah. It totally see, I can get away with it because I'm a woman. Like, yes. it, again, if it was like you and Mike having these conversations, it would just be grotesque. It would, it would so. be like, yeah, well, it would be, it, it, it could devolve into like bro talk. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But you and I were keeping it flirty and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sophisticated. Yeah. Sophisticated. Sophisticated. High brow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. Close us out. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Uh, I would just like to thank you all for listening. And next week, we have uh, a lot of exciting things going on. You're going to have to tune in to find out what they are. And uh, I will tell you right now, it's something you're not going to want to miss. So, that's a great tease. How is that? That is a great tease. I, I'm excited. I, yes, can't, I, can't I can't wait, wait. for next week. I can't, I can't wait to see what we're going to do. <laughs> Even I'm pumped. <laughs> it sounds like we're going to do a good job. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Scuttlebutts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Town Scuttlebutt. Send us an email at smalltownscuttlebutt at gmail.com. And as usual, thanks for listening. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design.